Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. Hi, good day everyone. I'm Pearl Skeltema, the CEO of Fatani Estates, and I'm ecstatically excited to talk to this great lady today. She's an admitted attorney and conveyancer, an accredited mediator. She's employed at CSOS, CSOS Community Schemes Ombud Service, since its inception in 2015. She was initially a conciliator. She was then promoted to the General Practitioner Office Manager. Um, she was then further promoted to the Regional Complaints Manager, and her current role is that of Manager of Governance, Compliance and Enforcement and Training. She's also doing her Master's in Law at UCT. She has a passion for community schemes and promoting harmonious living in community schemes in South Africa. Yes, you've guessed correctly. Jolene Wasserman, welcome. It is so great to talk to you. Thanks very much, Paul, for that um, introduction. It's, it's, and thanks for having, having me on your um, show here today. I have really, really... Um, looked forward to, to talking to you. So let's let's get on with this. Tell us about the functions and powers of CSOS. Exactly what are they? Because believe it or not, some of my clients still ask me, what is CSOS? Why do we have to pay them? What do they actually do? So please enlighten us, Jolene. All right. So the CSOS, it's a national public entity established in terms of the CSOS Act. It has its key function of regulating the conduct of parties within community schemes. It's an institution of the National Department of Human Settlement and it's governed by the Board of Directors who is appointed by the Minister. What does the CISOS actually do? We derive our legislative mandate in Section 4 of the CISOS Act. We develop and provide an alternative dispute resolution service for community schemes that is cost-effective we provide training and general education on rights and obligations in community schemes um, for internal stakeholders such as conciliators, adjudicators, then external stakeholders such as trustees, owners and occupiers, managing agents and anybody who lives within a community scheme or who is interested in community scheme living. Then take over and quality control, provide public access to all sectional titles and other community schemes, government documentation, and lastly, promote and monitor good governance within community schemes. Goodness, that's a mouthful. Okay, <laughs> just for those who don't know, what exactly is defined um, by community schemes? All right. So in terms of Section 1 of the CSOS Act, the term community scheme refers to any scheme or arrangement where there is a shared use of a responsibility for parts of land and buildings. And we have five types of community schemes that we are mandated to deal with. It's mm -hmm. a title, development scheme, 
It's a share block company. It's home or property owners associations, both non-profit companies as well as common law establishment, then housing schemes for retired persons, and lastly, housing cooperatives. The main um, function is that of dispute resolution. How does um, the complaint procedure work and what costs are involved? All right. Um, The first step is obviously um, to lodge a dispute resolution application form. Now we have um, integrated our CSOS website so you can fill in the form online and it will populate it straight through to the respective province in which the scheme is located. We have three offices, uh, one in Gauteng, one in KZN in Western Cape. But if you're in another province, the Ga- uh, Limpopo and Northwest applications will go to Gauteng. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mapumalanga will go to KZN. And the Western Cape deals with all three Cape provinces. Okay. A form online. Uh, the form is only available in English, but you can fill it in on the language of your choice. The CISOS represents all 11 languages in South Africa. Okay, so this is a fully automated online system where you can lodge complaints. That is correct. All right. And, and, and how does the cost structure work? All right. So there is a prescribed fee in terms of our legislation. The prescribed fee for, for a conciliation is 50 rand. So when you lodge the application and it comes through to the CISOS office, and if we accept the application, that means whether it falls within our jurisdiction, you pay 50 rand. If the matter cannot be settled um, at the conciliation stage, it goes to adjudication and then you pay 100 rand. So all in all, you'll pay 150 rand and at the end of the day, you will receive an order which you can enforce through any high court or magistrate's court in South Africa. This money is not refundable once we have accepted your application. If um, we do not receive cash on site at any of our offices, it's only by electronic fund transfer into the CISOS's bank account. However, um, please keep in mind that we can waive these application fees if you are a person that um, can be, if you are a person within the means of the CISOS waiver practice directive. Oh, so, okay. So they do make provision for waivers as well. Hundred percent. Okay. Um, all right. So um, please provide me with some stats. How many complaints have you received to date? How many adjudications? How many conciliations? Um, you don't have to give those all from inceptions, but but provide us with how many complaints you deal with on a monthly or annual basis. We we have uh, quite a vast number of applications which we receive. The Gauteng office is by far the most busiest office um, in South Africa. We've received 12,220 dispute resolution applications thus far. This is at the end of our of our. Um, previous financial year and what we've been ordered. 12,000. In other words, 1,000 per month. Yes, Bill. It is wow. it's okay. quite busy at the CISOS dispute department. We have finalized um, about 4,819 conciliations and adjudications. Um, uh, 
you know, the other number that comes from that 12,000, the remainder of it is where um, uh, applications has been rejected or it's been referred to another tribunal or a forum. Okay, or the, so, so that's, that's a rate of approximately a third. That's correct. Okay. I suppose COVID hit CSAS as well. We receive many complaints or questions from our clients in the industry wanting to know they've lodged a complaint, but they don't hear anything from CSAS. I suppose you have a major backlog. What is your plan of action to catch up on all of these? Oh, look, COVID-19 hit the CISOS. I, I'm sure like any other business in South Africa, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We had to close our offices immediately. And as you are aware, we conducted all our conciliations and adjudications on site in front of conciliators. Yes. And adjudicators. So we had to immediately come up with a plan. How are we going to service the industry and how are we going to deal with the backlog? Because you are quite correct. We had a, a immense backlog with dispute. Mm. We issued a practice directive in April and we said the following. There will be no face-to-face conciliations and adjudications um, until such time that it is safe to do so. Conciliations will be conducted telephonically or virtually online, such as a Microsoft Teams or Zoom platform. Um, adjudications will be conducted on paper. So what you have submitted, your written submissions, your documents, your evidence, the, the adjudicator will take that into consideration. Should the adjudicator require any more information, the adjudicator will contact the parties to submit further evidence or in the form of an affidavit or photo. So everything has been converted to the online platform and we are pushing out the adjudication orders actually far more quicker than as opposed to having three adjudications a day. We can have more now because we can assess it on paper. There's no need to wait for parties, traffic, etc. So we are going to clear this backlog hopefully very soon. Okay, that's good news. How, how do you, I'm just thinking, how do you confirm the authenticity of the parties if it is done on an online basis? Well, the parties has to sign a register that we send to them. They can yeah. sign, you can sign a PDF. They send it back to us. The screens must be on. Um, uh, for us to see them, they see us, they confirm their names, and uh, that's how we hold our, uh, our conciliations and judicial okay. will be on paper. All right, awesome. Then um, something I'd like to know, because I enjoyed it thoroughly, one of the promises of CSAS is to provide training. I attended one of those, and I so wish you want to do that more often. In Gauteng, as far as I know, there's only been two so far. So can we look forward to more training sessions, or shall we have to wait for the COVID ghost to disappear? No, yes, we enjoy it as well at the CISOS. Now, we actually we started off with Gauteng, and we actually had four training sessions in Gauteng. And then COVID-19 came, and we couldn't touch any of the other provinces. However, we have now commenced with short video tutorials, uh, online training that we're going to release weekly from this week onwards to our stakeholders. That is excellent news. Okay. Yes. So um, once it's safe to do so, uh, hopefully from November, we will embark on our contact training again. 
Uh, the training schedule will be published on our website very shortly. It's training up until uh, March 2021. 20, uh, so we are quite eager to commence. We love the training. Uh, you know, there is such a youth participation. The CSTOS training is absolutely free of charge. There's no charge involved. We only ask you to pitch up. Great stuff. Whilst we're on the topic, don't you want to give us the website detail of CSOS? Yes, it's www.csos.org.za and all our previous training material is under the publications tab on our website. Everything can be found there. Just, just repeat that again under your? Publications tab on the okay. website. Okay, good to know. All right. Um, you've already explained what a community scheme is, but I'd like to know the type of disputes that is handled by CSOS. You said previously um, that CSOS first evaluates um, disputes before they actually decide to proceed um, to conciliation or adjudication or whatever the the, the process are. So what type of disputes um, do you not accept or do you accept? All right, yes, we have only a mandate over seven types of issues. I call it issues as in terms of Section 39 of the CISOS Act, it uh, deals with issues and the prayers for relief that you can ask the CISOS first. Section 39. Section 39, yes. 39, okay, got that. First one, and by far the most popular one, is financial issues. Now, that can include anything from incorrect or unreasonable levies, unpaid levies, and or the appointment of an auditor, um, a rental attachments order. If there's a tenant in the unit, the landlord is not paying his levies, we attach the rent of the tenant to pay directly into the body corporate account. It works wonder for defaulting owners to start paying they got okay, it. so financial is the first one. Yes. Right. Second, behavioral issues can include anything, noise, parking issues, animal behavior causing a nuisance. So that would be more contravention of conduct rules. 100% correct. Okay, all right. Governance issues. This is now obviously the rules and the regulations of the scheme, uh, the, the memorandum of incorporation, or the conduct rules, or there's a provision in the conduct rules that must be deemed void or invalid. Okay. Meetings. This is in respect of the how the um, annual general meeting or the special general meeting has been conducted. No quorum was reached. It's void. Um, anything pertaining to meetings. Have you received, just as a matter of interest, um, seeing that meetings could not be held during this COVID period. Have you received complaints to that effect? You know what, Pearl? I'm not quite sure. We have not released the quarterly reports on that thus far. We're doing it end of September. Then I can get back to you on that. Okay, understandable. All right, continue. All right, with managing services, there's only two things we do here. If the managing agent does not... Um, adhere to the terms and conditions in the service level agreement, the community scheme can bring it to the CISOS. Or, on the other hand, there is protection for the managing agent as well. If 
the scheme is transgressing on the agreement of the managing agent, they can bring it to the CISOs. The sixth uh, issue is private and common areas. Anything that has to do with repairs or maintenance or anything has to do with the common or private areas of a scheme. And then lastly, general and other issues. This can be a lack of access to information or if a body corporate um, has terminated the services of a managing agent and they are withholding the books of accounts, etc. And that is the seven issues that we deal with at the CISOS. Wow, insightful. Thank you so much for that. So what are the duties of a community scheme under the provision of CISOS and the SDSM Act? SDSM Act obviously only applicable to sectional title schemes. We are here not referring to homeowners associations. Yes, that's correct. There is certain um, legislative provisions that only applies to sectional title developments and not homeowners associations. Um, for instance, um, the duty to lodge your scheme governance documentation with the CISOS, that is your management and your conduct rules. That would be derived from Regulation 16 of the CISOS Act. Now, this is only applicable to body corporates. We do quality assure homeowners associations, their articles of associations, their constitutions, or their memorandum of incorporations upon request. Okay, great. So, my last question, what is the rights um, of a community scheme under the provision of CSOS and the SDSM Act? All right, there's six rights. Uh, right to be trained and educated, right to have uh, your dispute resolved in a, by, in a limited time period, in a limited fee, the right to have governance documentation quality assured, right to have access to copies of the governance documentations. It's a limited fee and the fee is eight rand. The right to appeal a decision of a adjudicator um, based on a question of law and, of course, the right to apply for a waiver or discount of fees. Um, limited by a means test that the CISOS conducts. Okay, thank you so much. I'm mostly excited about two things. One, the training coming and the online training that you've mentioned. And secondly, that you are working to catch up on the backlog. Then we at least have an answer. Just whilst we're on this topic with this COVID situation, we now receive um, requests that we've never handled before, um, either um, owners wanting to install uh, generators to accommodate the frequent load shedding in South Africa. And secondly, it's becoming warmer and everyone wants to use the communal pool. When can we expect a directive from CSAS as to how these requests must be handled? Thanks, Paul. The Level 2 Directive has been issued on the 8th of September 2020 and it will be circulated. That is great news. Jolene, I'm sure people listening have found this very insightful. How do they contact you? They can contact me by ways of email or on my cell phone. Uh, my cell phone number is 66 my email address is jolene.wasserman at cisos.org.za. Thank you, Jolene. I thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope our listeners did too. 
Ladies and gents, please join Fatani State's Property Exchange. We will bring you more wonderful topics to talk about. This was Fitzan's Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzan.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management, letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.